Live from Southern California. California. It's the Slightly Serious Show. The Slightly Serious Show. The furthest thing from serious. And now, here is your host, Slightly, along with co-host Eric from Georgia. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Slightly Serious Show. It is America's favorite day. It is Friday. Oh, yeah. Yes, I know. Everyone's all excited. Uh, Welcome to the show tonight. Uh, I do want to play something really quickly just to celebrate here in the city of Del Mar. Uh, It is opening day at the racetrack. So just in spirit of that... Yeah, it, uh, the the uh, you know they they call it the uh, where the surf meets the turf. Uh, so, anyways, uh, happy opening day uh, to all those horse racing fans uh, that are either watching or gambling on the uh, horses down here in Del Mar. Uh, anyways, welcome to the show and uh, producer Eric Pert. How are you guys? Good evening. Um, hope everybody's doing great. I'm good. Good to be with you this evening. Good to have you as well. And uh, Pert, are you there with us? Yes, I am. I'm doing fabulous. Oh, fabulous. Oh, my God. Uh, this afternoon, I went and picked up a package. Uh, a package. Uh, a, a, uh, oh, my gosh. We, uh, we picked up the package, Pert. And Big Sexy has not. I mean, I think I, I might be lucky to get a piece of honeycomb. <laughs> <laughs> He's like eating the whole thing. Oh, my God. Oh my gosh! Yeah, he uh, he went uh, he went crazy on uh, what is it the the gram of the Insta Instagram, and uh, he was very excited. And uh, thank you very much again uh, for oh, you're those. You're very welcome. Yes, uh, I'm sure you'll be seeing. I, I'm kind of curious what he's going to put together for us to use the honey on. I mean, he's eating the the honeycomb on its own, but oh yeah, tell him he's he's got to post what he puts together because we both want to see that. I'm sure he'll engineer something uh, very creative because he's uh, a very I don't know. He's a very uh, creative person. Very creative person. There you go. I was trying to think of com- coming up with something with engineering in it. But anyways, I'm sure uh, he'll, he'll, he'll conjure up something that's fantastic, as he always does. Uh, we had a pretty relaxing day. I went and got the package and came back home. And then we ran off, uh, made uh, some candles here locally. That was kind of interesting. They do it a little bit differently than our friends up in Big Bear. Uh, the the, the uh, price difference. Oh! Big, big gap in price difference. Uh, but I guess uh, we'll wait till tomorrow to pick those up. Um, I, I think making your own candles for $40 a piece, I think that's quite excessive. I mean, well, don't get me wrong. You get a glass of champagne with it. So, I mean, that's okay. Yeah, and it but, depends on the candle, too. I mean, some candles can cost you 40 or $50. Well, when, when, we, get it, uh, when we get it back home, uh, I'll, I'll present it on, on the uh, show and stuff like that. And you guys can tell me what you guys think. So it's did you each make one or you both made one together? We, we each made one. Um, well, good. We can judge. Yeah. Well, here, <laughs> here's the thing. Like, it's quite different. The, the, primarily what you're working with here is when you go in, you're more or less mixing the scents that you want to use. And yeah. it's just one, one wax. So like up in Big Bear, you can have the different colored cubes and stuff oh, and, okay. and different colors. Here they have like 
I don't know, 80 to 90 different scents, which I mean, for people that, uh, you know, want to pick and choose different scents, I guess that's cool. But, um, I don't know. I, we, we gave her some suggestions on improving the business. <laughs> I'm that. sure she liked that. <laughs> well, we were nice about it. We, we weren't like, uh, sticklers or anything. Well, let me ask you, did the wine continue to flow after your, um, suggestions? <laughs> she did offer more, uh, champagne. Oh, okay. I thought maybe she'd cut it off. No, no. <laughs> it might have come across a different way if she cut it off. <laughs> the only time I've been cut off, Pertwee, which I was really upset about, I, I think this is some years ago. Uh, we were in Las Vegas. Uh, it was the first day that we had arrived, and check-in wasn't until 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon, right? And so we get there, and we'll, I'm like, well, let's just go over here. They have bottomless mimosas. And, you know, and what's the first thing that comes to your mind when there's bottomless mimosas? Getting drunk. <laughs> all, you, all you can drink mimosas, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, let's just say they cut slightly off and slightly really? not having it. Yeah, I got kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> we have a, a big Greek friend who's probably about six one, maybe 400 pounds. He's been kicked out of all you can eat buffets. Oh, really? Wow. Yes. That's, oh wow. That's incredible. See, that's not just that's just not right. That just means it's false advertising. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, he can eat a lot, but still if you're going to say it, you better back it up. Yeah, I mean, unless there's stipulations and you uh are transparent with those stipulations, uh you yeah. need to, you know, you need to let uh, your customer base uh have knowledge about it. That's that's my thing. I mean, if if you want to say bottomless mimosas until you're like shit-faced, okay. I get that. At least yeah. you have it ready for me to see. Yeah, that was kind of, I, I, we haven't gone back there, although they probably don't remember me by now. So maybe we'll give it a shot next time. Anyways, we have a lot to get to. Uh, I know we have some trivia coming up a little bit later this evening because mm-hmm. uh, I was only one point behind Pertwee last night. I was, oh, I was so close. I, I was very, <laughs> oh my goodness. But uh, we do have, I think, I think well, some breaking news that's uh, coming uh, up on the feed. And uh, this is coming uh, from a federal judge uh, out of Texas. And a uh, federal judge is declaring that the Obama-era DACA program is considered illegal. And uh, we'll get into that one first. And where is it at? There it is. A uh, Texas judge on Friday ruled that the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals an Obama-era policy that shields certain illegal immigrants from being deported is unlawful and blocked new applications from being filed. U.S. District Judge Andrew Hannon argued the policy goes against the Constitution because Congress never provided the executive branch authorization to grant deportation reprieves to illegal immigrants in the United States. DACA, which was established in 2012 by President Obama, has granted an estimated 800,000 individuals protection. After arguing the Department of Homeland Security violated the Administrative Procedure Act, Hannon ruled that DHS now needs to stop approving new DACA applicants. The order does not, however, affect the status of current DACA recipients, the judge wrote. Quote, Congress has not granted the executive branch free reign to grant lawful presence outside the ambit of the statutory scheme, wrote Hannon, who was appointed by President, uh, former President George Bush. It was not equitable for a government program that has endangered such significant reliance to terminate suddenly. He also wrote in ordering that the status of people currently in DACA doesn't change and that they can continue to seek renewal of their status. 
Quote, this consideration, along with the government's assertion that it is ready and willing to remedy the legal defects of the DACA program, indicates that equity will not be served by a complete and immediate cessation of DACA, the judge wrote. So, um, obviously, I think this is uh, something that's going to continue to uh, make news. It's going to make headlines. Uh, it's probably going to pressure the Biden administration to try to do something about this, because uh, you know that him and his administration are, gonna, are not going to stand by this judge's ruling, even though he is a federal judge. Do you guys uh, foresee that uh, Biden coming up with uh, some executive orders or some laws that uh, are going to change this? You know, I have to apologize slightly. I was losing sound I mean, in and out uh, on that. I, I, I just don't see the Biden and his cronies uh, standing, standing by on this. I was losing sound on that, so I'm not sure what you were saying through the whole thing, but I think it was on my end. But uh, if it has to do with Biden getting a slap on the wrist, I'm sure he's going to look at any way he can to get out of it. Because it's just, you know, it's just conservatives doing what what is so wrong to do, according to him. Well, yeah. And the, the other thing is, I mean, with this judge saying that the DACA program is constitutionally illegal, um, 800,000 uh, DACA recipients, uh, that's kind of outrageous. Um, he's going to stop it immediately. Uh, no new DACA recipients will be allowed. Um, I mean, folks, in the month of June, we've had over 190,000 illegal immigrants that have been detained by borders, border and customs officials. That's crazy. And that's, that's the ones that are caught. I mean, that's probably, a, I would say, a third. I would say two-thirds escape. And, uh, oh, at least. Yeah. I'm, I'm, being, I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyways, we'll see what happens. Uh, Eric, do you think uh, Biden and his cronies are going to do anything about this? Are they going to try to fight uh, to reinstate DACA? I, I imagine um, they're not going to go down without a, a fight. And so if, if, if this winds up going to the Supreme Court, um, it'll just be very interesting to say the least and and depending on how, how the court rules yeah and well we'll see uh, you know the uh, federal judge in texas has declared it illegal we'll see what happens um one of the other things i haven't understood and i haven't taken the time to research because i'm such a busy guy what i've never understood is the entire anchor baby thing and i know you know people are might yeah. get offended by me saying anchor baby but for those of you that don't know what the hell that means is how an illegal immigrant can come into our country and uh, basically be pregnant and drop their kid uh, while they're here. And claim they have birthright citizenship. Right, and their newborn child is a citizen of this country. Does anyone know where that came from or why that ever was instituted? That's a million-dollar question for me. Um, I have no quite idea. Frankly, quite yeah. frankly, I think um, um, if, if you are an illegal immigrant and you gave birth, birth to your child here, in this country, and um, I, I think that, that that child having birthright citizenship should be, um, and I know we'll get a lot of shit for this, that that, that them having, that baby have a citizenship here in this country to illegal parents who are illegal immigrants is null and void. Why? Well, I, I just don't understand why um, that, that the kid should become a citizen of the country. I mean, if the, if the parents aren't, why is the kid? Well, if, if the parents were here legally and, and came in the right way, that'd be a different story. I agree with you there. 
uh, what is it? Pre Scott, uh, Pre Scott Bob, uh, Prescott Bob. There you go. Uh, says, I'm not holding my breath, but I sure hope it happens. Okay. Uh, I guess Mike was said something earlier. Donald Trump is going to be reinstated as the rightful winner of the 2020 election. Okay. Uh, I don't know about that, Mike, but we'll see. Uh, anyways, moving on. Uh, like I said, we have a lot to get to. Um, Joe Biden earlier today is, uh, after we brought to you yesterday, how the Biden administration was, uh, basically telling Facebook basically to censorship. And today he's telling uh, people that uh, Facebook is killing people with vaccine and misinformation. I don't get it. I mean, if his administration is working with Facebook and all the other big tech companies, I'm, you know, if he's working with Facebook, he's got to be working with tw the Twitter, Twitter and all, all of the rest of them. Mm -hmm. But anyways, he was uh, he was accused of uh, by, he accused Facebook of, quote, killing people by allowing what he deems is misinformation on coronavirus vaccines to be shared on the site. Quote, on COVID misinformation, what's your message to platforms like Facebook? A, re a reporter asked him and uh, he said, quote, they're killing people. The only pandemic we have is among unvaccinated among is among the unvaccinated and they're killing people. Um. Apparently, nobody's woken Mr. Joe up because um, newsflash to there, Biden, uh, people who have been vaccinated are currently contracting COVID-19. So I don't think you need to be blaming the people that are unvaccinated. Um, I don't know. I, may, maybe uh, Hacky Sack, uh, Jen Hacky Sack Basaki needs to uh, inform the president of what the hell's going on in the country. But uh, yeah, he's uh, out there saying that uh, Facebook is killing people by spreading misinformation. Um, I think Facebook is doing the opposite along with YouTube and all the rest of them by not allowing Americans to get the truth out there. When you have places mm -hmm. such as YouTube kicking us off when we're all we're doing is putting out news and information. I mean, I was listening to uh, Tim. Uh, what is it? Uh, Tim. Uh, Tim Pool. Yeah, I was listening to Tim Pool last night on uh, one of his published episodes. and. You know, he he wanted to talk about what was going on in Arizona, but he's like, you know what? For more information on that, you need to go to my website because if I mention anything about, you know, what the news is, YouTube's going to block me. So at what point? Another does, reason to sign up for Rumble or Clapper. Exactly. But I mean, at what point do Americans in this country tell their government officials they've had enough? I mean, when you live in a society where you cannot report the fucking news, you got to be kidding me. And all you want to hear, all you're going to get instead of real facts is just what your government wants to tell you through the mainstream media. And I think that's something that's very dangerous. Uh, that's something that you could expect from a country like China or Cuba. But 10, 20 years ago, would you ever imagine that we would be in the position we are in now in our country to where you cannot trust what's being fed to you by your CBSs, ABCs, CNNs, and MSLSDs? But, uh, and in California, my favorite governor, Gavin Newsom, a uh, big round of applause for him because he is. Ah, he has just got the lawmakers in California to approve the first state-funded guaranteed income plan in the nation's history. Yeah, you heard it right. 
On Thursday, lawmakers approved the nation's first state-funded guaranteed income plan that would distribute $35 million in monthly cash payments to eligible pregnant people and young adults who recently have left foster care. The taxpayer-funded plan was approved unanimously by both chambers 36 to 0 and in the Senate 64 to 0 in the Assembly, and now heads to his desk to be signed. Now, I'm not against trying to give people a helping hand. I'm all for it. I mean, I guess I could say, at least from what I've read so far, it is not based on race. So I have to give them a little props for that. I mean, But I did not hear you mention men. Well, it just says individuals. It doesn't say it doesn't say male or female. Uh, well, so you mentioned pregnant women and children. With pregnant women and children, yes. That well, children that are coming from foster care programs. Hmm. So yeah, uh, you you do bring you know you bring a, you do bring a little bit of a thing in there as far as that it's uh you know it's kind of uh, sexist I guess is that what you're trying to uh, pinpoint? Um, it's selective. Let's say that. Yeah, and you know, like I said, I don't have a problem, but I think you know I I would like to read more into it. Uh, from what I've read so far, it's they're saying it's going to be a payment of five hundred to a thousand dollars a month, but. There needs to be some strings attached to that, in my opinion. Uh, I would like to see drug tests being done to these people. Should be with any government supplement. I agree. So uh, they need to be showing that they're seeking employment or going to school. I mean, we can't be just giving away taxpayer money just because, oh, you uh, came from a foster care family uh, or the foster care system. Here you go. Here's your blank check for the rest of your life. It doesn't work Mm -hmm. that way. I'm all about helping try to get someone the hand up. Don't get me wrong. But like I said, there has to be strings attached, in my opinion. And uh, that goes along with, you know, uh, females that might be pregnant as well. I mean, at one point or another, when you're bringing a child into this world, you need to be financially, fiscally ready for that. Yeah, but slightly, if you're a pregnant female and you're working, there are many jobs that you will still get paid for if you're on leave. So these women are going to get paid for maternity leave plus get guaranteed income. I just don't agree with guaranteed income just for the sake of giving people money. If, if someone is unable to produce an income, they're born with a handicap or something happens to them in life that incapacitates them. Yes. But just giving people money just for the sake of giving them money, you're breeding a society that's going to be a bunch of lazy asses. I mean, plain and simple. No, you're 100% right. And the first thing that struck my mind was like, oh, wow, as soon as this gets out, everyone across the rest of the nation that doesn't live in California, hey, come on over to California. We got money to give you. Yeah. If you're going to be pregnant, you plan on being pregnant, uh, hop on a plane and uh, have residency here. Get some free cash. Not, Not only that, but doesn't that kind of like... You know, and I and I don't like to be like this because I know a majority of uh, women are not like this. But I do know just from experience that there are people out there that, you know, they kind of make money on having kids because they get per child. They get a certain amount of money per child. They'll have 10 kids from 12 different daddies. Now you figure that one out. Right. And uh, let's see, you have 10 kids at $1,000 a pop. That's 10 G's a month. That's pretty good money, right? 
Yeah. I mean, okay, here's, here's another one. So we will pay you, but if you are unwed and have no support from the father of the child after two, and this is tricky ground, you're sterilized. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> but, but I mean, you know, yeah, like like Honeybee just says socialism. But I mean, you know, hey, there's there's got to be something there to prevent this where you're just not, you know, what are you going to do? Have have somebody that because, you know, this is going to happen slightly. They're just going to be kicking out babies till they hit menopause. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 I I'm uh, right there with you on that. And, and like I said, it's not going to be, a you know, the majority of people out there. I'm not saying that it is. But even if it's one, that's one too many. Yep. It really is. Anyways, we'll see what happens with that. Um, uh, the article continues on to say that uh, guaranteed, guaranteed income programs date back to the 18th century. The U.S. government even experimented with them back in the 60s and 70s during the Nixon administration before they fell out of favor. Recently, guaranteed income programs, uh, like we've told you before, have uh, been popping up in Oakland, California, Tacoma, Washington, Gainesville, Florida, and Los Angeles, Los Angeles, the nation's second largest city, which has a plan to give $1,000 a month to 2,000 needy families. And uh, obviously, the Republicans are against that. Uh, this whole guaranteed income is, you know, it does not, it does not give these people any reason to want to go out and work, uh, just like we continue to see Restaurants and small family businesses struggled to find employees because the government wants to let people be lazy and just stay home and collect government cheese. So, <sighs> anywho, and this is a story I wanted to bring up because I know we didn't really dig into it a little bit uh, much yesterday. Uh, Pert, this was a story that you had uh, sent over and we briefly touched on. And, uh, this uh, was reported a couple days ago. Vietnam War vet dies in Chicago after carjackers beat him in broad daylight. And uh, it was a very big struggle for me to even read this. It's very sickening that anything like this is occurring in our country. But uh, a Vietnam War veteran died of a heart attack on sh in Chicago after attempted carjacker beat him to death in broad daylight. The suspects tried to steal his car. Uh, you didn't even get his car when you took his life, said the victim's son-in-law, Curtis Carlton. It was two guys preying on a senior citizen. Keith Cooper, 73, died Wednesday around 1230 in the Hyde Park after the two people demanded to give him his car while he ran errands. They repeatedly punched him in the head and uh, witnesses stepped back, stepped in to try to stop the attack. Quote, I'm just in shock. I'm still in shock because this is not the way I thought my day was going to go, said Cooper's daughter. Uh, Kanika Carlton, his family said his heart could not handle the trauma of the assault and he was pronounced dead at the hospital of a heart attack. Quote, he was like a bonus dad. He was my father-in-law, but he was like a dad, Curtis Carlton said. He was the best. Keith was the best. Cooper died just days before his 74th birthday and leaves behind a legacy of surviving two Vietnam War combat tours while serving in the Marine Corps. And, uh, of course, our favorite mayor of Chicago, has not returned any comment uh, to Fox News on this. And uh, Chicago police have arrested two suspects in the case for questioning. The department did not immediately respond for comment either. And carjackings in the city of Chicago have increased in recent years, with 2020 seeing a 135% spike compared to 2019, uh, from 603 carjackings in 2019 to 1,416 in 2020. 
And the crime has spilled over into 2021 with one particularly violent 24-hour span last month seeing at least five carjackings. And uh, it, the, thing, the first thing aside from this poor guy who is a senior citizen, a veteran of this country, who put his life on the line for this country, being attacked by a couple of thugs. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the, the report doesn't say who they were or what color they are or anything like that. To me, that doesn't matter. The two pieces of shit that did this are thugs. When you have a man who puts his life on the line battling at war for the freedoms and liberties of you and I, and he gets treated like this in his senior ages, that's wrong. And it's got to stop. I mean, I don't know what it's going to take. I mean, shit, if, I, if, I, if I had any family that lived in the city of Chicago, uh, I don't care what it would be. I would pay whatever amount of money it would cost for me to get them the hell out of there. It's it's ridiculous. It I I, I don't I don't know what it's it baffles me. Um, and then you know they they are trying to carjack him, and then they don't even take the car. Uh, it's just just shows to prove how what a bunch of trash they are. I guess I they, don't know. They did say they had. I saw it just a little earlier this evening. Um, I can't remember if they'd already captured him or not. A suspect on it, and. Uh, Let's just say it's crime on crime that doesn't interest the mayor of Chicago. Well, that's a that's a big thing. And, you know, when you when you're speaking of minority crime on crime, nobody wants to talk about that. I mean, because the narrative is we need to worry about police departments all across the United States who. Allegedly. Are, uh, you know, killing minorities because of their the color of their skin. I guess I don't know what on average one to two a year, which yeah, it's not because of the color of their gun, so they claim. <laughs> right. But no, that we have to we have to worry about that instead. And that kind of leads me into the next uh you know, my next uh thing is as far as you know, the BLM people and all that. It's uh a couple of days ago, I guess it was yesterday, that uh BLM uh is under fire for defending the Cuban regime, blaming protests on the United States. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. It, it's 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 like my <clears throat> I might just have a heart attack just thinking about this. <laughs> but yes, it's the gift that keeps on giving. I guess that is BLM. Uh, Black Lives Black Lives Matter has been accused of hypocrisy by ignoring the pleas for help from Cuba's oppressed citizens instead of blaming the violent protests on U.S. opposition to the communist revolution. The protest group, founded by trained Marxists, released a statement that completely ignored the mass calls demanding freedom from the oppressive Cuban regime, as well as widespread reports of police brutality and arrests. Instead, it solely blamed the troubles on the United States embargo, calling it a, quote, cruel and inhumane policy that was, quote, instituted with the explicit intention of destabilizing the country and undermining Cubans' right to choose their own government. The people of Cuba are being punished by the United States government because the country has maintained its commitment to sovereignty and self-determination. That's what the BLM said in a statement first given to a political reporter. United States leaders have tried to crush this revolution for decades, the radical left-wing group complained. 
While Cubans continue to risk their lives to demand the ouster of President Miguel Diaz-Canel, BLM widely praised his regime, even as the president himself admitted that shortcomings were largely due to blame for the revolt. So there you have it, folks. You have the Black Lives Matter folks. They're all about communism. They're all about oppression themselves when they're, wait a minute, aren't they, not, aren't they supposed to be against oppression? I'm confused, Pert. I mean, it sounds like they're all about uh, the, the Cuban uh, government oppressing their citizens, right? They're against selective oppression. Hmm. Hypocrisy much? <laughs> maybe maybe we don't see the small print on their banners underneath BLM where it says sometimes. Maybe. Yeah, that that could be. <laughs> we're going to get to the we're going to get to this we're going to bring back the I don't have it set up in a as far as a an article or anything, but we're going to get back to the whole National Football League and the and the national anthem bullshit thing oh, going gosh. on. Oh gosh. Yeah, I I uh <laughs> Anyways, so bottom line, uh, the BLM organization and the movement of Black Lives Matter, uh, they're all about oppressing the citizens of Cuba and do not believe in freedom. So that's uh, basically this article brought to us by the New York Post. And that's in a nutshell. At the same time, um, I have a uh, short little video for you guys. And uh, we're going to play that after we take our first break of the night. You're listening to the Slightly Serious Show on a Friday. You've been listening to the Slightly Serious Podcast. If you haven't laughed, then offended, or engaged, then turn up the damn volume. Be sure to follow and catch us weeknights at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. All right. So this is uh, this was a, a video that was coming for, uh, to us, and uh, this was Michelle Leet. And Michelle Leet... Let me explain a little bit about who she is first before we, uh, she is a top NAACP and, uh, she is also a high ranking person at the parent teacher association. And, uh, I'm going to read a little tidbit of this before we play the video. And, uh, basically the article comes from the Epic times, let them die. Top NAACP PTA official attacks anti-critical race theory protesters. And uh, I'll read you the first couple of paragraphs. A top Virginia NAACP activist who is also a high-ranking state parent teacher association official was captured on video leading a counter-protest against parents who were demonstrating against the quasi-Marxist critical race theory being taught in schools in Fairfax. So we're going to go ahead and bring that in. and. so let me and remain steadfast, steadfast in speaking truth, tearing down double standards, and refuting double talk. Let's not allow any double downing on lies. Let's prepare our children for a world they deserve. Let's deny this off-key band of people that are anti-education, anti-teacher, anti-equity, anti-history, anti-racial reckoning, anti-opportunities, anti-help people, anti-diversity, anti-platform, anti-science, anti-change agent, anti-social justice, anti-healthcare, anti-worker, anti-LGBTQ+, anti-children, anti-healthcare, anti-worker, anti-environment, anti-emissions policy change, anti-inclusion, anti-live and let live people. Let them die. Don't let these Anti everything. 
God. So apparently, according to Michelle Leet, if you are against critical race theory, right? I'm going to, you might be, you know, you might not have caught every single anti thing that she had, uh, you know, rolled out of her tongue. Very well rehearsed, by the way. Anyways, if you're against critical race theory, you are anti-education, you're anti-teacher, anti-equity, anti-history, anti-racial reckoning, reckoning. Oh, hold on one second. We got, we have big sexy uh, following. We might have some breaking news or something. With sauce. We're getting an Instagram, uh, Instagram uh, question here. <laughs> With. Yeah. All right. So getting back to what I was saying, your anti-teacher, your anti-equity, anti-history, anti-racial reckoning. I don't know what the hell that means, but uh, anti-opportunities, anti-help people, anti-diversity, anti-platform, anti-science, anti-change agent. I guess you're just anti-everything. You're anti-life. Just go commit suicide, I guess. I don't know. That's what, Slightly, uh, I, I missed that. Can you repeat that? Oh, no, yeah. hell no. No, 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 no. You are anti. You yeah. are dead to the world. <laughs> Let me tell you what, though. It, just the one thing alone in there, the anti-history, tells me she hasn't read enough history herself. The only history she's read is, is twisted history or only history that she wanted to read because CRT is anti-history. I, I just... You know, if you're against it, you're anti-history. <laughs> Bullshit. Sorry. Bullcrap. <laughs> well, the only thing she is is uh -huh. good at repeating the talking points. Yeah. I mean, you ask her, if you were to sit her down and ask her, okay, well, what is, how is it that people are anti-health care? What the hell does being against critical race theory have anything to do with being anti-health care? You know what she did? She just took hot topic words and put the word anti in front of it. That's all she did. Mm -hmm. And then she goes on to say, let them die. What is that supposed to mean? I, 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 I've spent the last few hours trying to disseminate. Is she threatening these people? I, I mean, yeah, that's, that's really showing the love that they want to spread. It? Let them die. Yeah, that's unity. That's, that's the left's yeah. definition of unity. Let them die. It's okay. Anyways, um, you know, mm -hmm. once again, brought to you by the, the wonderful folks at Black Lives Matter <laughs> and a top NAACP activist and a parent teacher association uh, representative, a high ranking parent teacher association person. So, anywho, welcome to the show, Elgato. It's good of you to uh, join us tonight. Hopefully you're uh, looking forward to a wonderful weekend. So that's that's what I have on that, and uh, I don't know, Eric. You've been awfully quiet. Um, and our yeah, and Dustin, um, who will be joining us, and the other gentleman from the Free Think Institute asked you a question over in the Facebook live chat. Um, oh, what is the question, producer Eric? Is there a way to listen to the show live on an Amazon Alexa device? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would say yes, but I will need to find out how. But we know published episodes, you know, go to Amazon Music along with Spotify, Google and Apple Podcasts, and, and a couple other podcatchers that carry the Slightly Serious Show along with Podbean. Yes. But we know that, again, we are kicked off of YouTube once again until further notice, but, but we certainly encourage our Twitch, Facebook, 
you know, for friends and, and friends on other video platforms to consider jumping over to DLive in the event we disappear from there. And also in the event, you know, we decide to make the jump over to Rumble to follow us there as well, where you'll also find previously published episodes. Exactly. Uh, I will definitely check into uh, Amazon Alexa and all of that. And uh, I'll, we'll do some tests over the weekend and see if we can uh, get that to work. And let's see what else uh, there was. Um, I'm going yes. to change things up a little bit. What's that? Uh, Bert? I was going to ask you, you have something about an anti-pledge. Oh yeah. But I was going to try to <laughs> change it up in your own time. That's fine. <laughs> Anyways, I was uh, looking for things that are were kind of cute. Um, this is kind of interesting for those of you that uh, are joining us over on DLive. Like I said, there's a reason why you should head, head over to DLive. Uh, go to DLive.tv uh, forward slash slightly underscore serious uh, to see you know our, the video content that we like to provide you guys. Anyways, I found this video. It's very cute. It's uh, a dog in China, um, obviously very worried about COVID-19. And um, he's trying to help his owner go grocery shopping. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the, uh, oh, it's about a minute video. there is a dog I want to own. I mean, he puts on his mask so he doesn't catch coronavirus. Goes and gets the vegetables. I mean, what more can you ask for from a dog? Jess <laughs> Duck says the poor dogs look when he puts the mask on. <laughs> can, he, can he bring me a beer after I cook all that food? Right? Uh, you know, Jess, the poor dogs look when he puts the mask on is like the same look that I have whenever I have to put my mask on. <laughs> so I feel for the guy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I thought that was kind of fun. So uh, we'll get back into, like I said, uh, you know, we, we spoke yesterday about how the, the National Football League is getting on board with BLM and, uh, you know, the, the black, like it, they're calling it the Black National Anthem, which they started to play last year at a few events. Uh, I know they played it at the Super Bowl, and I think they played it one other time, maybe opening weekend or something like that. And I was getting to think, you know, BLM, they have their own flag. You know, apparently everyone has, uh, they have their own national anthem, which after listening to, uh, I actually listened to an episode of Trice Talk, and I think Donald Wayne had a perfect, perfect response to it. How the hell can you call, how can they call this the black national anthem when a national anthem is supposed to represent a country? I think that was very brilliant of him bringing up in uh, one of his shows. And 
but I'm I'm thinking I'm like okay, so we're gonna have the black national anthem. We got the you know the true real national anthem that represents this country. Um, what 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 next? Are we just gonna play every country's national anthem or any anthem? Uh, are we gonna have the white the white national anthem too soon? I mean, because God forbid. I mean, BLM has their flags. I guess if BLM has their flags. There, those people aren't going to have a problem with people having a Confederate flag either, right? Because you know, That's you have right. the black, the black BLM flag for the black folks. Well, the white folks might want one. The Asians might want one. Where does this stop? I'm just saying. I, I'm playing devil's advocate. Yes, I'm being. I'm probably playing. Uh, you know, being uh, mischievous or whatever you want to say. But at the just end slightly. of the day, the people that are pissed off about the Confederate flag and the Confederacy. Where back in the day, that represented the white folks, right? Apparently, according to the BLM people. But it's okay for them to have, quote unquote, their own flag, their own national anthem. But maybe we're looking at this all wrong slightly. Think about it. The NFL is probably 90% or more thugs anyway. BLM is thugs. So it's a perfect fit, right? (laughs) Maybe we're just going the wrong way with it. I don't know. Maybe we are. Maybe we're just. Maybe we're just wrong on this. I don't know. I. 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 I, I don't know. I. But if you're going to what I'm. I guess what I'm saying is, if you're going to allow. <laughs> Jess says that's a little judgmental. <laughs> I don't know, Jess. Look at look at the arrest records of those NFL players, and you'll see. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of bad things that go on in professional sports. I'll just Thank say. Thank you, I shot. <laughs> but. Uh, um, but the thing that I'm trying to point out, though, Jess and uh, everybody else, is the fact that if you're going to have different races demanding different things, we're taking stepwards backward in society. We're not moving forward. We're not uniting. It's just nope. to divide. And like I said, at the end of the day, if that's the way society is going to be, there's bad shit coming. Uh, there, there's no way around it. Uh, BP says, so the white national TV show would be the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> I guess. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. That pretty much. <laughs> I don't know. I actually watched the Dukes of Hazard. I enjoyed that show. I always wanted to see, uh, the, the general Lee crash though. That never happened. <laughs> no, I crashed it, crashed every time it jumped. That's why they had all the spares. Oh, I didn't know. It oh, didn't, yeah. you, didn't, you didn't see a crash on the show though. Well, if you watch, you'll see the front end every now and then get turned up, and then the next scene, it's straight again. Yes. Oh, Lady Me's here. We need to play a, a national hey, anthem. Man. Hold on. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Lady Me. Thanks for the hi. Hi back at you. I hope you're enjoying your Friday. Oh, you're in, where did my donuts? You're here in San Diego. You should have come down. We went, should have went to the racetrack. We could have uh, made hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yes. But anyways, that's that's my two cents on the NFL uh, with, with what's going on. I think it's uh, half-ass backwards. I mean, you you even have the commissioner Roger Goodell making racist comments about how what what did he say yesterday? Um, he has to support uh, BLM because if uh, there was no bat- black athletes, there'd be no National Football League. Those are his words, not mine. But do what you would. Well, do he's right. Them what you would like. Ah. <sighs> It's almost trivia time, Eric. We got about 15, 15 minutes. Yeah, 15 minutes left till trivia time. Uh, Ray and Dustin are, are, are also watching over on the f- Facebook feed. We, we appreciate them. 
appreciate you joining us over on uh, fa- Facebook. Uh, I'm surprised we're still on Facebook, to be honest with you, but uh, I guess Joe Biden and team haven't uh, gotten, gotten to Mark and letting them know about us yet. <laughs> hey, but we're probably on their radar. Um, yeah. um, and this just in, um, earlier today, it looks like John DeVito's got suspended on Twitter, too. You know, his at John DeVito pod. What did he do? Oh, and I, I don't know. Um, I'm wondering if, if, if he had gotten into a spat with some, some ultra-liberal podcasters who, um, you know, who made a big stink about something he tweeted. And, 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 and he just, I think, clapped back to him like, F you. Oh, my. People need to grow a pair. <laughs> I know, right? But he still has his backup Twitter account um, if um, Twitter ain't shut that one down. But let's not give him any ideas. Yeah, don't give him any ideas. That would probably be best. So um, another article I came across, apparently after what? It's been, what, a year, year and a half, would you say, for the uh, COVID-19 and all that? Now apparently the World Health Organization. Oh, that's a very cute smile there, Lady Me. Thank you for the smiles. And the love. But uh, the World Health Organization is correcting multiple editing errors. <laughs> yes. Editing errors. Oops, we made a mistake. Let's go back and change a few things. So nobody has any idea that this came out of Wuhan. Mm. Anyways, the WHO said that we'll correct multiple unintended errors in a joint report with China regarding the origins of the CCP virus. And we'll look into other possible discrepancies, the Washington Post reports. Who spokesperson uh, Tarek Jesservik confirmed to the Post that it would be addressing, quote, editing errors found in its report released months ago, but noted that the issues did not affect the, quote, the data analysis process, nor the conclusions. Specifically, the organization said it would be altering the virus sequence IDs for three of the 13 earliest patients listed in the chart in the report and will clarify that the first family cluster was not linked to the Huanan seafood market in Wuhan. So, you know, that's all about that's about all I'm going to tell you about on that report. But uh, just want to let you know that uh, apparently there's some errors that need to be corrected. And uh, hopefully, you know, like I said. There's a lot of investigating that needs to go on. I think you all know, for those of you listening, longtime listeners, you already know what I, how I feel about it. You know why we're kicked off of YouTube. But it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, we'll probably never really know the truth, but I think we all know what the truth is. And the uh, last thing I want to talk about uh, tonight um, has to do with uh, what's going on in Arizona. So there's no like official numbers. I, I mean, I've seen figures stemming from 50 to 60,000, you know, uh, votes the, for Biden that are allegedly incorrect. And obviously, what was it? It was only a couple thousand that got him the victory in Arizona, right? 10,000 at least. 10,000. So apparently it's, it's quite a bit more than what's, uh, what he won by. But apparently now, obviously, the Democrats think that, oh, this whole auditing thing is, you know, it's all fixed and this and that and the other, which is fine. Everybody can have their own conjectures about what's really going on and all that. And apparently a judge has rejected Arizona's Senate, the Arizona Senate's motion to keep the election audit records private. And I don't I honestly don't have a problem with that. 
when we're asking for transparency with an election, like I said, to me at the end of the day, and I think Pert and Eric, I think you'd both agree with me. I don't care if it's a challenge from the Democrats, from the Republicans, if it has anything to do with our national election process, no matter what, there should be transparency. Yep. So even though the Republicans, which, you know, I'm all about having this audit done, we want the truth. Mm-hmm. We want confidence in our election system, too. Exactly. So I don't know. I, you know, I know it's a big game to those that are in government. You know, God forbid we allow the Democrats seeing how things are being audited and who's funding it. At the end of the day, there needs to be transparency. I don't care if it's Democrat, Republican. Let there be transparency. Because apparently the audit that's going on, um, the Democrats want to know who's funding it because it's taking a hell of a lot more money than what the Arizona Republicans are putting forward towards it. Uh, does any you know any speculation from either of you or anybody in uh, that is listening as to why the Republicans want to keep this information from them? I mean, I have no idea. Yeah. You know? Do you do you think the audit's being do you think the audit is being done uh, in a, in the rightful manner? Um, I would like to say it's being done in in a, in a rightful manner um, because you know we um, well, because I think ha- having election integrity is you know paramount, um, but we want to but you know then you might even have people who. You know who um want to be like you know by one get over it um you know we don't need an audit yeah mike mike uh mike is saying in arizona yes and others no um uh, mike are you saying no that you don't think it's being uh done in a faithful in a righteous manner do you think that uh, there's there's uh people doing some shady shit one if you think one if you think the audit is being conducted the right way or two if you think there's shady business going on you're talking about <laughs> shady business like i got a question for you did they yeah. ever come out and say why they were blocking the viewing or the accountability by the republicans watching the votes being counted in certain precincts or did that just all get swept under the rug i haven't heard anything so i don't know if that means that it got swept under the rug or or what's going on? Because I mean, if you remember, they pushed them back, even put them outside, even stuck them outside, and then put paper over the windows so they couldn't see as the votes were counted, which is part of the legal system, as far as I know, in tabulating the votes, that there's a checks and balances. Right. No, I, I agree with it. And like I, I, I've said in the past, I'm not opposed to utilizing the military in, in elections either. Maybe we need to have uh, military uh, stand guard at um, voting booths all across the country. You saying one bullet, one vote? One bullet, one vote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if you want to, you if you want uh, integrity at the polls, um, I don't see why anybody would be against uh, having our our men and women in the military uh, just making sure that nothing shady's going on. I don't know if it'd prevent anything, but at least it's something. Yeah, I mean, you'd probably have other people crying about how, you know, 
well, military is involved in elections in, you know, China and in Colombia and all these other communist states, uh, socialist states. So that would just be even more socialism. So I, I don't know. But there definitely needs to be some other system than what's in place now. Yeah, just to, and just to finish off, uh, you know, the uh, judge judge's uh, rejection, basically uh, the lawsuit filed by Watchdog Group, American oversight and sought records of communications between Senate officials and external vendors working on the audit, including Florida-based cybersecurity firm Cyber Ninjas, a private company hired by Arizona State to Arizona Senate to oversee the audit of Arizona's most populous county. It also sought documents related to the cost of the audit, donor information, and its operations. Uh, the judge said, quote, it is difficult to conceive of a case with a more compelling public interest demanding public disclosure and public scrutiny. And uh, that's what uh, part of his seven-page ruling he said, and also that he completely rejects arguments presented by the defendant's lawyers. Uh, nothing in the statute absolves Senate defendants' responsibilities to keep and maintain records for authorities supported by public monies by merely retaining a third-party contractor who in turn hires sub-vendors. And like I said, I, uh, I'm 100% in agreement with the judge's uh, rejection uh, to keeping things sealed. I think uh, in this, especially in this, the, the current status of our society, we need transparency no matter what. So, anywho, um, that's all I have for, well, actually, you know, I lied. I have, I have five minutes for one other quick story. So I was, I was telling you guys about, um, oh, I got to find it now. Good Lord. Uh, da, 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 da. Is it that one? No. Oh my God. I had it all. I had it all set up. Anyways. Oh, also, uh, uh apparently Pfizer's hoping to seek FDA approval on its vaccine by January. Just in case, uh, any of you guys were interested in that info. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. You mean these vaccines being pushed do not have FDA approval? Well, yeah, no. They have emergency use authorization. They don't have FDA approval. Oh, wow. Ah, mm -hmm. So like Molly Tibbetts. <laughs> <laughs> so Molly Tibbetts. Uh, anybody know about Molly Tibbetts? She no. was the... So Molly Tibbetts uh, was unfortunately murdered. And she was the one I spoke with uh, that a, an illegal immigrant has been charged and convicted of her murder. Now, the, the defense has found two other people that they're trying to get the judge to say, hey, they're admitting that they killed Molly and not our guy. So uh, Christian bah Bahina Rivera, he's 27, was set to be sentenced to life on Thursday for the 2018 murder of 20-year-old Molly Tibbetts. But an Iowa judge delayed that sentencing when Bahina Rivera's attorneys filed a motion to compel a and motion for a new trial in light of two new witnesses who allegedly blamed a different man for Tibbetts' murder. Judge Joel Yates on Friday denied the defense's motion for prosecutors to turn over evidence related to new alleged suspect and sex trafficking rings in the area, saying that the defense's, quote, examination of those investigations would be nothing more than an, a fishing expedition. A, uh, new, a hearing on the motion for a new trial will be held on the 27th of July, while the sentencing date is yet to be rescheduled. Um, Bahin uh, Rivera is a Mexican national who came to the United States illegally as a teenager, but uh, was convicted 
by a jury of first-degree murder on May 28th of the stabbing of Tibbetts. Her blood was found in the trunk of Rivera's car, and he led authorities to her body in a remote cornfield about a month after she disappeared. But Rivera made the surprise claim during his trial that two masked men actually stabbed Tibbetts, then forced him to dispose of her body. In the motions that were filed this week, Rivera's attorneys claimed that two new witnesses came forward in May during the trial with information that supports their clients' claims. One of the new witnesses, an inmate named Arnie Maki, said that a fellow inmate, 21-year-old Gavin Jones, confessed to killing Tibbetts with an associate after she was kidnapped in a sex trafficking ring. Jones's ex-girlfriend walked into a sheriff's office independently on the same day in May and said that Jones's confessed that Jones confessed to killing Tibbetts a month earlier while they were in the car together. And uh, Bahina Rivera's defense attorney's claim. But uh, like I said, it looks like the judge is denying those motions and uh, will continue to uh, sentence Mr. Rivera. Very interesting. I, I don't, I, I, I'm a little torn on that one, to be honest with you. Um, do you think, do you think uh, they should, you know, before we're sentencing some guy to life, don't you think we should at least hear what other evidence there might be? Sorry, I was muted. Yeah, no, I think that should be the case in, in anything that has a death sentence. They should exhaust all avenues and possibilities if there's any kind of question involved. Right. I mean, that's a permanent you know, sentence. That's not like reversing 10 years in jail. You know, you're dead. But how is it that this judge is not willing to compel and find out more information? I mean, I, it sounds like there's a little bias in this. Uh, I, I would hate to say that, but it's, it might seem a little political. It could be. And then I think sometimes, too, you just have the judges that are over it and want to do what's easiest for them in their job. I mean, it's I mean, a bad way to think about it, but I. Yeah, I mean, you you have you have you have Rivera knowing exactly where the body is. OK, we're not I'm not saying that he's totally innocent on this, but I mean, right. obviously, there's other people that are, you know, uh, confessing to killing her. Yeah, I, think I mean, it, it could be the guy that they think did it now didn't do it or possibly the guy that did it had two or three other accomplices that also need to be brought to justice. So, you know, it's, it's, it's more than just uh, one possibility there. Right. And I'm not, and I'm not saying let's let Rivera, you know, free and clear, let, let him back out into society by any means. <laughs> I'm just saying that, you know, keep behind bars. Let's gather some more information. Uh, you know, yep. as it is, he was here illegally anyways. So he should be, uh, you know, anyways, that's the latest on the, the Molly Tibbetts thing. And uh, that's, that's about all I have for you tonight. I, I think I've exhausted all my sources and resources. And I think I'm going to uh, take a short time out. We'll come back and we'll do some trivia and hopefully kick some pert wee ass. Hey, you're <laughs> show on a Friday. Enjoying yourselves? Then please be sure to follow the show on Podbean and many of the other social media platforms, including Twitter at Slightly Serious, Instagram, and Facebook. Our podcasts are also available to download on many different platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Google Podcasts, and many more. All right. Here's where I turn it over to producer Eric to do some trivia while I eat some dinner and uh, come up with some correct answers. What do we got in store? All right. Well, well, this is night two of our trivia game since 
we couldn't do it Tuesday or last week. But of course, in case anybody missed last night, um, you know, per, per we of course reign supreme. But is he going to still de- defend his um, first place title, or or will we have a, a new champion? Um, we'll find out tonight. Um, but the rules are the same as always. I'm going to read the question, and um, when I am done reading the question, your username will be your um, your buzzer, and the name I hear first will get to answer first, and and you you get the answer correct, you win points. Um, and there are 21 questions, um, and of course, anybody who's interested in participating, we've got five open spots on the the Podbean app for any friends who are interested in calling in or to friends watching on DLive, Twitch, and Facebook, you're welcome to dial 702-708-2855. But we do ask that you, you know, mute your video stream so we don't hear any feedback or reverb or echoing. Um, And um, welcome to the call, Mike. Um, Live from Tampa Bay, it's Mike. (laughs) Right. Welcome to the show. All right. Um, and, and if you want to play in the chat, that's perfectly fine, too. Um, and, and we'll also be watching the video chat very, very closely, too. Um, our first question of the night. Category is sports. Crap. Which golf tournament did Tiger Woods win by 12 strokes in 1997 to record his first major championship win? Slightly. Bert, what do you have, Slightly? U.S. Open. Berkeley. U.S. Open is incorrect. What do you have, Perk? Masters. That is correct, and Jess got it, too. Uh, a little clarification. Did you say which sport? Which golf tournament did, uh, did Tiger Woods win by 12 strokes in 1997 to record his first major championship win? All right. Of course, so, I, I was 12 years old at that time. Oh, sure. Show off. And how old were you, Perk? <laughs> <laughs> we won't, we um, won't Perl, discuss that. <laughs> um, I was hey, Perl could say uh, Perl would probably say you you know probably too old to count or for him to know and us to never find out. There you go. That's, what's going on? All right. The next question category is games. What is the highest hand in straight poker? Birds slightly. What do you have slightly? Royal flush. Oh, that is correct. And um, you used to work in the casino, remember? Yes, that's right. So I appreciate that. (laughs) All right. Our next question category is general knowledge. Where did Starbucks open their first location outside of North America? Multiple choices. Is it Tokyo, London, or Amsterdam? Go ahead, first. Okay, I guess Amsterdam. Amsterdam is incorrect. Your turn slightly. Mike. Can I, uh, uh, Mike, you're making too much noise. <laughs> I think he fell out of his chair. <laughs> he, he was r- rustling a bag. Um, Slightly's going to say Tokyo. Tokyo is correct. <laughs> All right. And Jess um, got it too. He's wrestling a baby? <laughs> I thought he's wrestling a baby. I'm like, what? All right. The next question category is movies. What is the name of the skunk in Bambi? Slight. Um, what do you have slightly? I don't know. I'm thinking of a, a different skunk. 
<laughs> yeah, the name is not slightly. Yeah, it's not, and it's not stinker either. I just think um, Mike, few, but it's not that. What do you have, Mike? Per. Pepe Le Pew. Pertwee. That is incorrect. What do you have, Per? Flower. Oh, that is correct. Good. And yeah, that is good. I, I shot down in the Podbean chat. Got it too. Hey, I oh, will say God. I saw Bam- a Bambi when it was first released. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh, I heard Honey Bee laughing in the background. Yeah. Was, that, was that in the theater, though? Yes, they had moved. They had talkies back then. They were movies. <laughs> I, ha- I have a feeling that was the first date that Pert and Honey Bee went out on. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my Okay, moving along. <laughs> All right. The next question category is history. Who issued the Emancipation Proclamation? Bird Mike. Mike. I heard Mike. Mike? I heard Bird. Mike, what's your answer? Uh, Abraham Lincoln. <clears throat> that is correct. Oh, way to go, Mike. And Johnny Reb down in the chat got it too. Johnny Reb, all right. My sound is still messed up. I'm telling you. All right. The next question category is sports. How is soccer player Edson Arantes do Nascimento better known? I think you can't pronounce it. You can't ask the question. Come on. I'll read the question one more time. How is soccer player Edson Arantes do Nascimento better known? Mike, you need me to spell that word. Honeybee's got an answer. Nancy Pelosi. That is incorrect. Honeybee's got an answer. What is Honeybee's answer? Pele. Pele is correct. Wow. Honeybee gets the point. Way to go, Honeybee. She dated him. (laughs) Now, Honeybee, if you're able to recognize the name that Eric was trying to pronounce, we'll give you an extra point. (laughs) Well, it was Um, unclear. She probably searched me as that that goes. I thought Eric didn't drink. I'm beginning to rethink that now. <laughs> hey, I'm sore from some sunburn I got yesterday from hanging out with friends. You know, oh. you know, at, you know, at, at like a, a creek where you know pe- people can swim and and and, and ba- sunbathe in the shoals. So, in other words, Eric is saying that he's practicing being less white. There you go. <laughs> Hey, I'm still sore from the sunburn. SPF. I knew he was going to go there. All right. right, The next next question category is literature. What is the name of Frodo's sword in Lord of the Rings? Mike. Frodo. What do you have, Mike? Schmeagle. Schmeagle is incorrect. What do you have, slightly? Finger. No. Stinger is correct, and I shot got it too. What? Oh, right. Oh, uh, I thought I thought that uh, was, uh, Stinger. Stinger, I'll accept either. No, I thought that was a HBO thing. That um, was uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, score update. All right. Well, um, yes, this is a perfect time for a scoring update. It's slightly is ahead of everyone with three. You were and last we night a- too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jess, Doc, Pert, I shot. I'll have two. And then uh, Johnny and Honeybee have won. All right. The ne- next round of seven questions, the category for question number eight 
is science. How many pounds does a U.S. gallon of water weigh? Pertwee. What do you have, Pert? 12. 12 is incorrect. 12 Um, 7 is incorrect. Pertwee again. What do you have, Pertwee? 8.3. I will accept like... I'll accept like eight points, you know, per week. Eight and I'll also, Prescott, 8.7, I'll also accept as long as I see eight points. Okay. So we got uh, per week with a point, and we also have Prescott down in the chat. Prescott Bob. Yep. I like Prescott Bob's name. Yep. Yeah. The next question category is history. NAFTA is a trade agreement between the U.S. and what other two countries? Slightly. What do you have, slightly? Mexico and Canada. That is correct. <laughs> and Jess got it, too. All right. Give Jess a point as well. All right. The next one category is movies. In the film Walk the Line, who played June Carter Cash? Bertwee. What do you have, Pert? Pert, Reese Witherspoon. That is correct. <laughs> I, want, I keep calling my name and he doesn't hear me. I want to make sure he's hearing me. I heard you, Pert. I hear you right after I get, right after I, I call my name. That's why. <laughs> yeah. All right. The next question, category is sport. Which team holds the record for the most consecutive Super Bowl appearances? Pertwee, Pertwee, Pertwee. What do you have, Slightly? The Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys is incorrect. What do you Pertwee! have, Pertwee? Oh. Yeah, I heard you. Patriots. Patriots is incorrect, and Steelers is also incorrect. Oh. And Pertwee, Pertwee. All right, I think I heard Slightly. Yes, the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers is also incorrect. What do you have, Pertwee? Cleveland? No, not mm-hmm. Cleveland Browns. Um, Kansas City Chiefs? No. Kansas City and, and Cleveland are also incorrect. I no, I was going to guess Green Bay. Like, what do you have, Mike? <laughs> uh, Miami Dolphins. Miami is incorrect. Um, it is in the Northeast United States. You want me to give you multiple choices? What Mike. do you have, Mike? Baltimore Ravens. No. Baltimore is incorrect. It's Let's uh, go. They've already guessed that. What, are what, the, what is Honey Beast guess? If she she was one. saying Steelers. Steelers is also incorrect. New York Giants incorrect. Not the Patriots incorrect. <laughs> Who the hell else is left in, in the damn... Uh, did somebody already say Washington? Buffalo Bills. Washington. Um, I heard I heard the correct answer from Honey Bee. It's Buffalo. Oh. Yeah, but they, did they ever win one? I don't think they, <laughs> they, they lost them all. I hope there's no Buffalo fans in here. My Aunt Kim's husband, Mark, was born and raised in Buffalo, New York. <laughs> he would know this. Okay, I have an interruption to, uh, to trivia here. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah, thank you for putting. Um, Big Sexy's come in and uh, basically has said, uh, has handed me over a uh, little news bulletin. It says, have faith in the Pfizer vaccine. Don't forget, they, might, they, make, they also make Viagra. <laughs> if they can raise the dead, they can save the living. <laughs> oh my is lord is that a serious one or is it uh, yeah. 
I thought people it was are, serious. Slightly, people are willing to get a hell no or a window shatter. What's that? Um, the, the, you know, Viagra, you know, with the, with the, with flight Pfizer, does that get a hell no or a uh, window shatter? Oh yeah. I don't, I think the window shatter. Oh. I can, yeah, if your boner's big enough, yeah, it'll shatter the window. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, next question. All right. Category is geography. What city was Russia's capital before Moscow? Mike. What do you have, Mike? St. Petersburg. That is correct. Good job, yep. Mike. It's our sister city in Russia. Exactly. That's right. The 1994 Goodwill Games was hosted there, like I remember, like something that Ted Turner got started. Russia. At least Russia, there's Russia. one positive thing. At least there's one positive thing Ted Turner did in his life. Yep. Um, <laughs> next question category is TV. On the TV show How I Met Your Mother, what is Lily's occupation? Whose? Who? Lily's occupation. Pertway, 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 Pertway. What do you got, Pert? School teacher. I will accept school teacher, more specifically kindergarten teacher. Yes. <laughs> you know you're looking for a yes. um, The next question category is history. Who moved to Tombstone in 1879, later becoming the deputy U.S. Marshal of the Arizona Territory? What is it? Tombstone? Mike. Tombstone. T- Tombstone. Oh, t- what do you have, Mike? Wyatt Earp. That is correct. Oh, wow. That was and cool. Johnny Gunn, the cat got it, despite the misspelling. He's <laughs> so literal, Eric. I love it. Yeah. All right, points update. Have... Yeah, nothing spelling. Never mind. <laughs> um, points update. Um, we currently have a tight race still. We have uh, Pert with five. Slyly's got four. And we also have Mike with three. Mike's coming up along with Jess Doc with three. And we have Honeybee Eye Shot with two. Prescott Bob currently taking home the participation trophy. Mm-hmm. All right. The next round of seven questions coming right up. The next question category is geography. Tunis is the capital of which country? Ooh. Pronounce it again. Tune is T U N I S. Um, you have slightly. What do you have slightly? Uh, North Africa. <laughs> North Africa is incorrect. I'm looking for a specific country. Pertwee. What do you have, Pert? Tunisia. That is correct. Tunisia. Unbelievable. Oh. <laughs> 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 All right. The next question category is. North Music. Africa is not a country, by the way, slightly. <laughs> I know Eric was about ready to say it too. I heard him hold his voice back. He's like, I don't know, it's not like a jerk. I'm gonna go some damn ducks. Neither is Africa a country. Just like South Africa is. <laughs> All right, that's a continent. <laughs> the next Sorry. question category is music. From the song Footloose, list four names that are mentioned. Four names. Perks week. Four names. What do you have, Perk? Jack. That's one. Uh, Joe. Joe is incorrect. Oh, shit. Oh, jeez. You got a point for Jack. 
Okay. Um, any, anybody else Earthly, can guess? Yeah, Marie, three Marie's other another one. Earthly Marie. Marie is number. You got a point for that. Oh, shoot. What, I'm trying to think of the song so in my Jack head. Jack and Marie are already taken. Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Kevin Bacon is not an answer. Hey, Jack, get back. I'm trying to think. Hold on for a second. I think I got this. Milo. Milo is another one, Perk. Otis. Oh. What, we got we got one more. <laughs> Otis. Did you know Pelosi, you no. Pelosi, yeah, no, that was... One of these days, that's going to be a right answer, slightly, I'm telling you. Because <laughs> Pelosi will be here. Ten seconds. Hurry up, song. Hurry up. <laughs> Jack. Pertwee, Jack. <laughs> you already said Jack. Um, oh, I did. The fourth <laughs> answer I was looking for, time's up, is Louise. That's it, yeah. <laughs> That was a good improv. Are we got two points on that one? I think he got three points because he three got points. Milo, Jack, and Marie. Hey, Meatloaf says he two out of three. Bad, so three out of four has got to be great. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> think before you answer. Plus, <laughs> sometimes I don't. All right, the next movie. question <laughs> category is movies. What basketball player? Starred alongside John Claude Van Damme in the movie Double Team. Slightly. What do you have, slightly? I'm going to go with Shaq. Mike. Shaquille O'Neal is incorrect. What do you have, Mike? Uh, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is incorrect. I didn't hear the movie name. Name the movie again. <laughs> Double Team. Um, Johnny Reps is Michael Jackson. <laughs> that is also incorrect. <laughs> good, good guess, though. Um, Mike. What do you have, Mike? Charles Barkley. Charles oh, no. Barkley's incorrect. Do you have a guess slightly? No, he just took mine. I was going to say Charles Barkley. <gasps> oh, Mike. Um, Mike. Mike. Um, what do you have, Mike? Magic, oh, Johnson. Magic is incorrect. Um, <sighs> w- would it help you um, if he was? If I was to say he was once married to Carmen Electra. Pertwee. 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 Oh, what, do you, what do you have, Pertwee? Dennis Rodman. Oh, that is man. correct. Oh. The worm. Well, uh, <laughs> and Prescott got it, too. We'll give Prescott. Yeah. Prescott, Bob. I think Herman Electra was too easy. <laughs> yeah, in more ways than one, Eric. In more ways than one. Oh, <laughs> nice. That was, um, that was good. That was like, Eric, you should right. why they had purple hair. Yeah. <laughs> Eric set that one up pretty good for me, Mike. That <laughs> <laughs> was almost wasn't perfect, it. dude. <laughs> yeah. All right. The next question category is sports. Which is the only team to make multiple Super Bowl appearances without losing all at least once? Losing yeah. all at least once. I'll, I'll reread it if, if it would help. What do you have? You're, you're going to call your name Perk? No, no, no. I'm saying, oh, I understand Mike. what you're asking. I'll slightly called his name, though, I thought. Mike. No, what I, do you have, I Mike? Mike. Uh, Boston Raiders. Or, I mean, uh, <laughs> oh my God. O- Oakland Raiders. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Oakland, Oakland Raiders. Right. Raiders is not, yes. it's not the correct answer, unfortunately. Could Vikings please, is also not correct. Could you please repeat the question? All right. Which is the only team 
to make multiple Super Bowl appearances without losing at least once. Without losing at Mike. Falcons is also incorrect. What do you have, Mike? Without losing at least Ravens. Once. Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens is correct. I heard you. Wow. Oh, my. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to do Oakland and Ravens. Oh, one. Okay. They won every multiple. Yeah, they won right, one Super Bowl, but they won the album. Yeah. yeah that was All right. Big, big Sexy better listen to this question. Um, the next question category is music. What state inspired Joni Mitchell's big yellow taxi? Slightly. Berkeley. What do you have, Slightly? Uh, Hawaii. Correct. All oh, right. Eric <laughs> set that one very nicely up for me. Thank you, so you should have. You missed all the damn sports questions. Right? <laughs> sports questions tonight. You're all excited for that. Unbelievable. The next question category is science. Which element of the periodic table is named after a U.S. state? Slightly. But yeah, slightly. California. Ca- California or Californium. That is correct. Thank you. Huh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Our final question of the night category is sports. In rugby, a try or touchdown is worth how many points? Hardly. What do you have, slightly? Six. Six is incorrect. You have a guess, Bert? Mike. Three. Three is incorrect. What do you have, Mike? Five. Five is correct. I thought it was six. Really. I thought it was six too. That's why I said it. Um, yeah. Minus minus two, three is the extra point. Two is All three. right, the final yeah. score update for the night. Well, the producer Eric, I hate to say it, but once again, Mister Pertwee, for like the umpteenth time in a row, has won again with a total right number of nine right tonight. So congratulations to Pert. All right, Lady B, come back. And I think you might. Here comes the king. Here comes the big number one. That's all you get. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> he wins his 20th in a row. You'll get a little bit more. I do good to MC the trivia, Jess. And uh, I, I ended up with six. I came in a close second. Um, uh, Mr. Mike, he got five right. I think that's one of his best showings uh, thus far mm-hmm. uh, this year. And uh, what else we have? We have Just Duck, Johnny. Uh, they both had three correct. And then uh, mm-hmm. Honeybee and Prescott Bob. Uh, those uh, those are the two that'll be sharing their participation. <clears throat> so it looks like there's hardware in in the uh, B family this this uh, this evening. So got yeah, the participation trophy and the championship trophy going over there to Florida. Oh, thank you, Prescott Bob. Or is that, or is that your trophy there? That must be <laughs> yours because my Prescott, mine's got sprinkles because I'm a winner. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, before we before we head out, uh, Pert, I I was given something by uh, Big Sexy, and uh, here on the uh, video chat thing, uh, there's a place that he would like you to check out, and for anybody that might be in the Nashville area coming up in the near future. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and read this off. Uh, it okay. says, Beyond the cliches of hot chicken and honky tonks, 
Music City has slowly emerged as a southern cooking hub of the highest caliber. Heirloom, ingredient-driven cuisine shines at Husk. Uh, HuskNatural.com, a restaurant dedicated to the preservation and sustainability of southern cooking and land stewardship. Vegan Fair has established a home for itself here with places like The Wild Cow, which you can visit at thewildcow.com, and Avo, eatavo.com, channeling the bold flavors of Nashville through their fresh, plant-based menus and health-conscious alternatives to southern staples. Crema, uh, Crema, Dash coffee.com named by the specialty coffee association for roasting some of the country's best tasting coffee is committed to the mission of selling the most sustainable and delicious coffee possible uh, for a taste of the heirloom agricultural agriculture that feeds this city's cuisine. The Nashville farmer's market is the place to be. Cool. Have you been there? I've been to several of the places you just spoke of. I've been to Husk. It was wonderful. Crema. I wasn't, too impressed with. Uh, I went in, ordered coffee, and they basically just pulled the lever, and there you go. I prefer Barista Parlor because they actually brew it as you're waiting. Uh, it just seemed a little more in-depth in their their uh, presentation and everything. Um, and a couple other ones you named, too. Uh, the Farmer's Market I've been to, and there's one that actually had been on, and I was there before they were on it, I think, um, like... Uh, like the diner drives or whatever with Guy Fieri kind of thing. Um, it was the Jamaican restaurant there and I had goat and it was, it was, it was interesting. It's the only time I've ever had goat, but yeah, there is a lot of interesting places in Nashville to eat. Well, yeah, he, uh, he spotted that out in one of the magazines. He's also got places in Austin, Portland, and Philadelphia. So if you guys are ever headed there, make sure, uh, just let me know. I'll let you know where to go. looks like, uh, just, it's going to be in Nashville on Tuesday. So maybe uh, which, which place out of all of those would you recommend to, to Jess Duck? Um, gosh, you know what? I'll tell you, let me, I got to look at it here because there is one. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a, it's in an old house here. The standard yeah. it's called. This one's the called standard. the standard. I think honeybee is looking at another one, but it's in an old house. It's close to the Capitol building. Uh, but okay, it's called okay. the Standard, Jess, and it is on uh, Rosa L. Parks Boulevard. The Standard. Also, less. Oh, and there's a, there's <laughs> one other one. Yeah, there's one other one that's a un, that's a pretty unique one. Great food, nice ambiance. It's in what they call Printer's Alley, and it's called. Um, they actually have burlesque shows late in the evening. Like old timey. Yeah, old timey burlesque, not dirty burlesque. Um, oh, okay. Thinking uh, my mind was going somewhere else. So I'm like, yeah, no, get your real, reel that back in slightly. Uh, let me pull this up here, Jess, and I'll tell you real quick. Oh gosh, yeah. I don't know why that I'm would, That would be fun while Pertwee's thinking about that, Jess, to have a uh, Eric versus Pertwee trivia quiz, and I'll come up with all the questions. <laughs> I think I would take. Oh, Eric. I have my money. <laughs> on. You have your money on one. <laughs> I'd have my money on Eric on that. On that show. Oh, uh, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> have, have I've you already said um, lighting me come back. Oh. All right. Uh, Jess, it's called Skulls Rainbow Room. S-K-U-L-L-S Rainbow Room. And it is, look that up uh, on Google Maps. I think you would like that. Again, the food is very good. They're open for lunch. They're open for dinners. And it's in a uh, historic place called Printer's Alley. 
and that's downtown Nashville. All right. So when I report back to Big Sexy, you've been to the Husk, mm-hmm. you've been to Crow, uh, and to the Nashville Farmer's Market. Correct. Yep. And out of those, you like the Farmer's Market the best? No, actually, I like the Husk the best. Husk. 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 Yeah. Okay. The, the, Nash, uh, the farmer's market was unique, but as far as like, which one would I want to go back to? It'd be Husk. Okay. But you haven't been to the wild cow yet. No, that's a new one. I don't know about that one. Yeah. I have to, it, I, well, I guess you have to have, uh, you have to be vegan to like it. No, I can eat vegan. Yeah. I eat okay. tofu. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I won't eat is tofu. She just, just choked a little bit. No, but, ugh. Vegans, uh, no, tofu I won't eat, and anything, not not vegan, but what's the other thing? Oh, gluten-free crap. Ugh. No thanks. I've eaten gluten-free before, but yeah, I don't, not really my thing. Yeah, not me either. I, I, I think I'd rather eat dirt. It tastes about the same to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might be more nutritional. It probably is more nutritional. I give you that. But other than that, I, I think I have to pass. Well, it's about that time, I guess. Uh, we've come to uh, the conclusion of another week. Hopefully, I feel a bit, a little bit better over the weekend. Still a little swollen in the throat, but I, I'm, I'm suffering through for everybody. So, well, I hope my arms and upper torso, and my face start feeling a little better too from the the sunburn I got yesterday. But I'm putting aloe gel on me, and and, and I'm almost having to like take it on to, to to feel better, and having to take cool showers. Yes, uh, cold showers are always good. Uh, the doctor has prescribed shade for producer Eric for the rest of the weekend. Because so. <laughs> <laughs> if I go outside, I've got to wear long sleeves, even in hot summer months, and I've also got to wear a hat to cover my face. Yeah, just stay inside, turn the air conditioning on, uh, listen to some Podbean shows, and uh, you know you'll be you'll be fine. Well. Yeah. Well, we have our have the usual shows over the weekend, but I know we'll be back next week as always. And that you know, and then our other podcast friends like John DeVito and the Old Man and Cummings' Culture, you know, and Ralph William and keeping us company. But hopefully, Dennis Lee and Donald Wayne return to Podbean Live with some some new shows and and not not just like the pre recorded shows. Yeah, no, I know. I, I uh, like I said, I was listening to uh, their show earlier uh, last night or late last night, and I know they're trying some different things and stuff like that. So uh, yeah. definitely check them out, download their podcast and stuff like that. I know they're going to be doing uh, download type stuff uh, for a while. But uh, Jimmy Kelly's Steakhouse. Oh, Jimmy Kelly's Steakhouse is a good yeah, one there too. Slightly, what's your uh, what? Yeah, that's Nashville place. When Jimmy Kelly's Steakhouse, uh, it's an old in, in an old house. Excellent food. Uh, can be pricey. Go ahead. Is that from, is that from uh, Buff, the Buffalo Bills, Jim Kelly? No. <laughs> uh, just ask. Me. I know. No, I'm pretty sure it's and not. I know, but it's like a Roos Chris know, type of place. Sorry. Historic house. Yeah, and I know Mike Tampa Bay and um, and other friends have got shows next week too. So, but, but but anyhow, we want to wish everybody a good weekend and look forward to doing this again. You know, next week and don't forget July twenty sixth. Our friends in the Free Think Institute return, and we look forward to having them back. That we do. And uh, make sure, if you haven't followed us over on Facebook, make sure you check us out over on Fascist Book and also www.slightlyshow.com. In addition to our Twitter at Slightly Serious, if you have any questions, any topics you'd like to see covered on the show, send us an email, send us a twit, send us twat, whatever the hell it is you want to call mm-hmm. it. 
And uh, Mr. Yeah. Perk, do you have anything else uh, you'd like to share? Last, last uh, final thoughts? I'd like to share your website, but I forgot the actual address. Is it slightlyseriousshow.com? It is slightly show. S L I T Y. S L I G H T L Y. So slightly show.com. And, and constitutional litigation partnership.com for anybody who wants to share their, um, you know, big tech censorship um, and, and, and uh, big tech ban stories as well. Since that's a big story because we believe in free speech and, and we believe in efforts to repeal section 230. That we do. And also last but not least, make sure you check us out over at D live, D live, forward slash slightly underscore serious. I hope you guys all have a good weekend this upcoming weekend. We'll be back nine 30 PM Eastern time on Monday. And who knows? I get bored enough or I get sunburned like producer Eric. Maybe you'll see me over the weekend hiding in some shade. But until then, I will see you for sure on Monday. Have a good night, everybody. And thanks again. Not all. Thanks for listening to tonight's show. Not all content is endorsed by Slightly. However, if you'd like to contact me for any reason, email us over at slightlyseriousshow at gmail.com or hit us up on social media. Don't forget to share the show and help us grow our audience. And remember, we mean that in the most serious way. Until the next time, good night, everybody. And remember, I love you and I love your show.